You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell. Feel the heat through the wire. All right, PJ, we are back. And I happen to know that this is episode number 24 because somebody said that actually on the uh, Facebook fan page. Oh, somebody's been keeping track? Yeah, yeah. So when you uh, do the shout-outs, uh, we promised them that you would give a singing shout-out to uh, number the guy who put out number the number of the show. So you owe a singing shout-out to whoever it was that uh, put that out. A singing shout-out? Yeah, you'll sing their name. All right. You're, you you're to, a uh, little singer. Tonight you're going to need to uh, warn me a couple minutes before it's time for the shout-outs. Why Let is that? Let me know so I can go back into the house. Oh, maybe maybe I'll do the shout-outs then. How, would that be that would probably be easier, wouldn't it? Yes, for for our listeners uh, that that uh, care to know, uh, I never ever ever hurt my back ever. And Monday on my last leg workout, squatting a weight that I can handle for ten reps every week, no problem. On the first rep, did something really weird to my back, and um, it hurt so bad that I cannot stand up straight. I cannot wipe my own ass. Uh, I have to stand up off the toilet and kind of like hamstring stretch my leg out and like kind of like reach around like that because I can't maneuver around at all. Uh, it's it's I'm pretty immobile, so I cannot sit for very long in front of the computer without my back starting to really seize up bad. So I'm uh, laying outside of my house on this like uh, patio chair so I can relieve the stress off my back and be able to do the radio show still. Yeah, you're a trooper. You were... Uh... You have not been feeling good uh, today or yesterday. It's not, this has not been the easiest part of the uh, prep for you, huh? Uh, it's just crappy timing to get hurt that close to the show, you know, but it's, it really hurts. It's like uh, I can't sit for that long. It just starts to get all locked up. It's frustrating, but I see Derek Farnsworth tomorrow. Maybe he can do something to it. He worked on it a little bit the other night, and it kind of started feeling better, but then it came back. So, Is it something muscular or it's something like uh, more than and He that? thinks it's something I did to the ligament. Uh, back there so we'll see how did you do it you were squatting and what happened I don't know I don't know if uh, my hip perhaps was like out of alignment yeah your your phone is going in and out PJ and uh, and I had to stop immediately and uh, I almost got buried under the weight it like zapped the strength out of me too it was weird well, you're one week out now. How does it feel other than the back uh, the back problems? Or you're, you're a little more than one week out. You're like 10 days out, right? 10 days, yes. How do you feel 10 days out this time around? Uh, tired. I feel the way I should feel 10 days out, you know. I'm, I'm tired and cranky, and my body doesn't feel very good. You know, my workouts, I'm just trying to get through them and just get through my days. And you know, I have so much going on between my clients and, Everything else that I got going on, I don't really have a chance to uh, take a break. So, just a day or two before the show, I won't have to do anything, and uh, I'll be my little break. I'm looking forward to that. And then you got your break, and then you'll be coming here to uh, Florida for the wedding. So, yes, yes, that'll be fun. That will be exciting. I'm sure you got something to look forward to after the show. Yes. I'm a little. I'm sad. I won't be there to be able to go to the show. Um, I will be in New Orleans for uh, the Camila Classic, um, the same weekend. I, I guess we didn't really plan that out very well, so I won't be able to be there. But uh, 
obviously I'll be rooting you on from New Orleans. Well, originally I was originally I was going to compete in San Diego, uh, but the date of that show was the date of uh, the weekend of your wedding, so I had to switch things around. Ah, all for me, all for the wedding. I appreciate all that. for the wedding. Yeah. Um. So because of your um your injury and you being one week out, people may be a little disappointed, but tonight will be a shorter show than usual. We've been, we've been averaging about two hours. That's about our average period of time. Originally we started the show. The plan was to do an hour, uh, like 30 yeah. minutes, then the commercial and like a 30 minute kind of interview. Um, I like that. I, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. You know, and I liked it too, but you know, it, the show stretched out and then, of course, people, the more that they can get, the, the, the more they like it, you know, because they, they can listen to the show over many cardios or in the car. So uh, people like the longer, the better. But um, so tonight we're going back to the original format, the hour long format. And um, we had to cut some stuff out. We had a, a guest that we will have in the future um, who sounded very relieved when, when I told her you heard the phone call. I, I called her and told her that she was not going to be on the show tonight because you weren't feeling well and the diet and everything. And uh, and she sounded very relieved, didn't she? She did. Um, well, I think it's a little later for her too, where she is, and you know, she she's got a regular full time job. She's a nurse. You know, she can't be up all night messing around on Iron Empire Radio. She's a mom. Yeah. No, she's she's a busy lady. I think that she was getting concerned when I when I spoke to her about an hour ago. She's like, exactly. What are we talking about on this show? And uh, <laughs> I think she would have been not uh, not exactly prepared for the type of questions I was going to ask. Yeah, you should probably let her know about, you know, like what you want to talk to her about. Well, I would think that she she's a smart girl. You would think that she'd be able to figure it out or would have listened to some of the past shows. But uh, Well, maybe you should tell her uh, for the future. Well, that, that's the problem. If I tell her, there's a chance that she won't come on the show. I understand. Dave always says, Dave always says, this is Dave's philosophy. Once you get them on the show or in front of the camera, they're not going to walk away. So then you can do whatever you want. You, know, you can ask whatever questions you want. I got gotcha. you. Um, because it takes it's it's tough to hang up on somebody if you're being interviewed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, so we we can get her. You know, I, she might be listening to the show right now and maybe reconsidering at this very moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> she's she's pretty she's pretty open. She's an open book. So yeah, she's cool. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna have her in the future, and then later on in this episode, we're gonna have the owner and CEO of Iron Mag Labs, the main sponsor of the show, Robert DiMaggio, on the show, and uh, he is very excited and interested to tell us about uh, a little bit about Asta RX and also about uh, Super DMZ 2.0 which is uh, coming out very shortly uh, a totally reformulated yeah very true so you know we usually don't do stuff like that but uh, you know get people on to talk about supplements and stuff that doesn't really go with the the idea of the show but uh, Robert is such a great supporter of the show PJ and myself and the products are so good that people would actually be interested in them. Uh, so we're going to give him an opportunity after the commercial break to come on and maybe he can answer a few listener questions with us. Yes, very good. Um, why don't we start with some listener questions? We got a lot of really good ones this time. Okay. And I know that's your favorite part of the show anyway. That is my favorite part. That is my favorite part by far. I would like to do more uh, listener questions and less of the rest of the stuff. Yeah, we will. We that's when we bullshit. And you tell the stories and stuff in the beginning. That's usually the good part. Good part too. Uh, how many stories can somebody tell? You've got a lot of stories. We both got a lot of stories. 
I actually had a few stories I was going to tell this time. Um, oh, uh, that reminded me. Are we telling the uh, the Rob the Rob Man story? I liked that story. That was impressive what he did. Um, yeah, we should tell the Rob Man story. That's what we'll do because we'll, we got we got enough time. We're going to shoot for an hour, so you could tell the Rob Man story, and if you want, I'll tell the story about how Dave Palumbo got me laid. Those are those are that's one that I had written down and planned for this. <laughs> that was a good story, actually. I was there for a part of that. So yeah. yeah. Um, why don't we start with the Rob Man story? Okay, so Rob Manns is one of our very loyal listeners, yeah. and um, he reached out to me on Facebook, and he was like, um, you know, you seem like you give pretty good advice on relationships and stuff on Iron Empire Radio. I'm just curious what you do in my position. Uh, he's like, you know, I've been dating this girl for a while, and she's been secretly um, seeing a guy in, you know, somewhere else, like Tennessee or something, somewhere nowhere near here where he was. Mm-hmm. And um, she had been going back and forth secretly seeing the guy. And then decided uh, that she was going to move there uh, for like a job opportunity or something. When in reality, uh, she was moving there for the guy, right? And now the guy didn't know that she was still with Rob Mance, you know? This guy just thinks he's dating this chick. But Rob Mance knew the whole time. He knew the whole time. Yeah, Rob Mance figured it out. So he confronted her on it. um, And, um, you know, she was basically like making it out uh, as she, you know, she wasn't moving for another man. Right? right, so he had already figured out that she was probably lying to this other guy. So what he did, he called me and asked me what I should, what I would do, and I was like, honestly, tell the guy, you know, and and get the fuck away from this girl because she's trash. You know, you don't want to be with a girl like that. Right. Um. But but you should certainly tell the guy. Don't let him get away without like thinking that his girl's not skank. You know. So what he did was even better than what I told him to do. Not only did he tell the guy, right, uh, and the guy responded with, well, you're her ex-boyfriend, which is probably what the girl was saying all along. Oh, he's my ex-boyfriend. He said, why should I listen to you? You're her, you're her ex-boyfriend. Uh, and he responded with, this is why. And what he did was she was staying with him the night prior, and he took with his iPhone pictures of her and him when she was asleep, uh, naked, cuddling together in the bed and stuff, and he he had her phone open to the date and time so he could see that they were the day before and sent those pictures to the new boyfriend just to fucking show him, like, yeah, here's your girl that's telling you that I'm her ex and she's sleeping and naked in my bed with me, buddy. <laughs> uh, and then he got some, some not-so-nice uh, messages after that, apparently, uh, from the girlfriend, but he totally uh, foiled that whole operation. Do you think that the guy, There's, the other guy, and wherever the hell we're talking about, do you think that the guy will keep accept the girl anyway or you think that that'll be enough to shut it down uh i don't know it's probably a, it's probably a straight 50 50 shot and i think there's some guys who would find a way to like you know there's girls that can you know weasel the way out of shit and then there's other guys that'll be like fuck this shit you've been lying to me the whole time sorry by the way uh and uh you know totally get rid of her after that i mean especially if it was you know you think this girl is your girl and she's moving for you and you get pictures of her naked with another dude from a day ago. I mean, that's pretty bad. No way, I couldn't. I couldn't handle that. That's for sure. That would be it. That would that, for you. That would be it, right? I know for you, you wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, not a chance. Um, good story, Rob Mintz. Good job. I'm, I am. Uh, I'm impressed. That was good. That I would think that was good planning, PJ. Very good planning. Yeah. No, he was very smart with how he did that. I like that. We're. Uh, Special shout out before the shout outs to Rob Hands for very, very careful planning. I like that. I like that. All right, you want to hear the Palumbo story? Yes. 
yes, I'll share the poem. So, so um, I mean, you probably remember the details even better than me, honestly. Uh, I, I know that you were there. You got, came into the what, what, This one not, was with Nationals? I don't want to give too what many details because there are too many people saw me with the girl. and you know, <laughs> She's a pro. Was I competing? Pro I think I was competing. You were competing. Yeah, you were competing. It was Nationals a couple years ago. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but there's... Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It might have been a Nationals. <laughs> it, could have been, it could have been a Nationals. Um, so anyway, I was on this plane, right? And mm-hmm. I'm flying on the plane, and I see this very pretty girl on the plane, uh, like getting on the plane with me, right? And I was like, wow, the girl's very pretty. She's obvi- And she's obviously going to compete at Nationals, right? And you just, it looks like bikini to me. I mean, anyway, so... Um, it just so happens I lucked out and we sat next to each other on the plane. Out of this whole plane of people, we sat next to each other. And uh, we talked the whole time and everything. And uh, she seemed relatively nice. And, you know, uh, I told her, you know, what I did and everything. And we got there and uh, we got to the hotel and everything. And uh, we had gotten along pretty well on the plane and everything. We took a cab together. We kind of hung out a little bit. And uh, I was up in Dave's room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the hotel in, in the, uh, in the hotel and we were in his room and I got a text message and, uh, she's like, she's like, so where are you staying tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm at the host hotel, just like you. And she's like, oh, uh, she's like, are you, uh, do you have your own room? And I was like, no, I'm sharing the room with, I don't remember who I was sharing with, but I was sharing it with somebody, right? Maybe it was mm-hmm. Dave, maybe it was in Dave's room. I don't remember. Uh, and she's like, well, I'm alone in my room. Do you want to stay with me? And I was like, whoa. You know, and I told I told Dave, I was like, Dave, look at this. And I showed him and he was like, OK, it's like, let me tell you exactly what to do. I was like, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say. And he uh, he went and told me, I can't remember the exact text messages that he had me send. But he was like, you know, I wouldn't, at least at that time, I wouldn't have been as forward as uh, Dave wanted me to be. You know what I mean? Not, not naturally. And he was like, he's like, this is what you're right. Tell her I'll come upstairs right now. If when I get there, you're naked. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to write that. He's like, just do what I tell you. It's like, do what I tell you, it'll work. It's like, I'm telling you it'll work. And I was like, all right. So I started writing basically every ridiculous thing that he told me. Like, I don't, they weren't ridiculous. They were just very, like, forward. So you were writing this down? Yeah, I was, I was texting them back. Everything she was now, texting. I, I, and I remember Dave telling me as it was going on, he was very excited. Yeah, he was. Dave. Because uh, he had, he felt like he was like controlling, like he was the mastermind behind yeah, it. Yeah, he did. I know how to talk. I know, I know how to talk to these girls. Like I, I'm gonna, I guarantee, that I'm gonna get get Aaron laid because I know how to talk to these girls. Uh, yeah, and uh, and so when after the fact, after uh, I stayed with her and everything, Dave's like, I went back to Dave's room. And he's like, he's like, did it, did it work? Did it work? He's like all excited, and I was like, yeah, it worked. And he's like, yes, yes, Sally, you heard that, Sally, Sally, <laughs> it worked, it worked. It's like you owe me big time. You owe me big time for this. <laughs> so Dave, Dave effectively did his his techniques worked. Um, I remember uh, he had like this big, huge smile on his oh, face. He was so happy about it. Yeah, he was, he was very happy. Super happy about it. He was very happy. He's like, what see, that, see, you hang out with me. Look what happens. Look what happens. I got you the girls. What happened to her? That was the religious yeah. girl, if you remember, the one who tried to convert me. Uh, from Judaism to Catholicism. Hello. I don't. I'm trying to think. For some reason, I just don't remember who she, who the girl was. Uh, I honestly 
can't remember what what her face looked like. I will t- I will t- text you the name or something. I will not. Uh, okay. I will not go into any more detail on the uh, on the radio show. But uh, yeah, she uh, she was very religious. Very very. I didn't realize that, but she was very religious. And she um, after uh, it was like in the evening after uh, we had stayed together. She uh, she's like pulled out the Bible and started reading me quotes out of the Bible, and she like. She read me like a long passage. <laughs> she read me this long passage and she's like, you know, and and when it was over, I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, man, this girl's fucking crazy that she would just read that to me. And then she goes, so what did that, what did that passage mean to you? And I'm like, uh, huh? And this was after you guys had sex. Yeah. Yeah. Right after immediately. After. How funny is that? Like what, like what, like where in the Bible is the same thing about like meeting a complete stranger and banging them in a hotel room? You know, and, and, and uh, I would have been like, I would have been like, can we go to that chapter? Because that's a little more interesting than what you're reading me right now. <laughs> um, she was just showing love to other, uh, to another. She's trying to convert me. This is all part of the plan to convert me. Um, she like, she significantly lost interest also when I explained to her like that I'm Jewish and I have no interest in converting. Because I, I think she likes looked at me as like possible relationship material. And then when uh, when I told her like look that's definitely not gonna ha- I'm not gonna be like uh, you're not gonna convert me or save me she wanted to save me mm-hmm. I was like that's just not gonna happen uh, she was not uh, nonplussed by that whole thing and uh, after after her uh, her attempts were spurned she was not happy with me after that um yeah I I cannot remember her for the life of me I don't know why. She was a very was she a competitor. Lady. Like, what was her deal? What's that? Was she a competitor? What was her deal? Yeah, she won her pro card that weekend. Where is she now? This girl? She won her pro card eventually. Maybe not that weekend. I don't know, man. Okay. She just disappeared. Some of these girls—that's what happens, you know. Just because you're mm-hmm. uh, get your pro card, you know. It's funny with bikinis, not like anything else. You know, this girl came out of nowhere, won her pro card, and then she disappeared into nowhere. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's not like it's not like bodybuilding where you train for many many years. You know, I think that she was just born hot as hell. She had an amazing body. I don't even think she lifted weights. And she won a pro card in bikini and then was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, probably converting people, sleeping with strangers and converting them all over the world. Is it converting, you know? <laughs> she's, she's like a, uh, what is it called? She's a missionary. <laughs> I have some uh, Jehovah, Jehovah Witnesses that live, uh, that live in my complex. They're hilarious. They live in your complex? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. They don't, go around, like, little... they don't go around and like try to convert people, though. You know, they're so, fu- they're so funny. Um, I you know I never talk to them anymore. Like, Amber was like, why are you talking to them? Like, when you when I first moved in, because I would kind of like, like toy with them, you know, like a, a cat, like that toys with like a mouse before it kills it. Um, like, they would come over to me and they would be like, hello, I am brother so-and-so and I am brother so-and-so. And I'd be like, hello, brothers. <laughs> and, and they'd be like, are you new to the, new to the area? They were super, super friendly, you know, because they want to get in there with you. Right. But what I thought was hilarious about these guys is they, they, they would offer me, um, like, you know, to come and, like, help me, like, move my furniture in or, like, help clean up. And, like, I would be like, yeah, that's great. Like, I would go along with it. I'd be like, actually, I do have some things around the house that I could actually use you guys to do. Oh, we got a lot of dishes and stuff. And they'd be like, great, yeah, we'd love to help you. And, like, and we'd be like, why do you mess with them like that? I'm like, I don't know, it's just so funny to me because it'd be like every day, like I'd be pulling in. They'd be like, hello, PJ. I'd be like, hello, brother Joe. How are you? <laughs> and then, like, I'd go over and talk to them, and it was just all weird and awkward and stuff. And, you know, but uh, now 
uh, now that I've been out here for a while and I've become like, you know, grouchy in California, now when I see them, I, I, uh, I drive my car really fast to get away from them and I, I run into the house. You, you spit towards them. And, and then <laughs> I, don't, I don't play along with their little games anymore. They're clean my house games. <laughs> That's what you should do. You should be like, actually, my house is very dirty. I would like you all to come in and clean it. That's what I used to say to them. I'd be like, the house is really messy. Maybe you guys can come over and clean it. And they'd be like, we would love to. And I'd be like, this is so funny. What were their jobs? How do they afford your apartments? The apartment you live in is not cheap. How do they afford that place? I don't know. They were all young, too. They looked like they were in their very early 20s, late teens. Maybe it's like, I know that a lot of those come with like, they go on like missions or whatever. So it's like they're, the family or the church pays for them to like go away for a year or something like kind of go work for a year. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Because the, the place a, you live is not cheap, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. There's like a those. bunch of them all. There's like a bunch of them all in one spot. It's funny. Do they all live in the same place, or they all live in different apartments? No, they're all in the same place. It looks like they're all in the same place. Well, you put four or five of them, and all of a sudden, that your apartment becomes a lot more affordable. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's interesting. I had no idea. I feel like I missed out on meeting brothers so and so and so and so when I came down there. Yeah, you you, you did. So. That would have been a great interview if we could have done a little video interview with them. Yeah, let's get those guys. <laughs> 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 All right, let's start with some uh, listener questions, okay? All right, let's do it. Patrick Barnes uh, wants to know, what was the best fast food and what is the worst fast food in the world, in our opinion? Ooh, wow, wow. We're both, well, we're both uh, connoisseurs of fast food, so this is... Yes, we are, we are. This is not the easiest question to answer. No. Uh, are we limiting it to just burger places? Fast food is fast food, in my opinion. You drive through, that's fast food. Uh, I mean, look, McDonald's is, is, is a mainstay in my yes, life. Yes. The thing is, since I've been out here, I have fallen so in love with Carl's Jr., and I'm going to have to accept no more Carl's Jr. when I leave. Uh, Carl's Jr.'s burgers are incredible. They're incredible. Um. McDonald's, everything on McDonald's menu is good. I have no, except for the filet of fish, I think it's gross. Mm. Um, but I actually have no problems with anything on McDonald's menu. I, I feel like McDonald's has the best fries. I feel like McDonald's has the best nuggets by far. Uh, and they're, they're very cheap. So it's a very cheap good meal. Uh, their milkshakes are awesome. Um, and they have a lot of uh, variety. Um, first, I don't know, maybe you could enlighten me on that. On what? Uh, you broke up. On what the worst fast food is. Um, I don't like, man. Every time I have Wendy's, I get like, or Burger King is actually the worst. Whenever I get Burger King, I get like a diarrhea and a real upset stomach for some reason. Yeah, Burger King is kind of shitty. Wendy's is good. The, the classic triple from Wendy's is, is a great burger. Yeah. Also, the Baconator was outstanding. Burger King. Uh, I mean, all, Burger King is the, is the worst. Yeah, Burger King is, is pretty bad. Taco, Taco Bell is pretty not, fucking bad. Taco Bell is pretty horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, Taco Bell is not a good one. Taco Bell is in there. Uh, I love KFC. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of KFC. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of ones that I don't like. I like um, up up there for me. Um, McDonald's is is the gold standard because you can go to any McDonald's in the world practically. I mean, I've even been to McDonald's in Australia, and and they're they're all basically the same. So the quality at one in uh, McDonald's in California is the same as Australia is the same as Spain, Amsterdam. They're all pretty much the same. So they're pretty good yeah. everywhere. You know what I mean? That's that's the one thing you got consistency with McDonald's. 
I actually saw a very interesting um, uh, special on, I don't, it wasn't the Food Network, it might have been Bravo or something, but it was all about McDonald's uh, and how McDonald's is different in like Japan, Korea, uh, they have like different like fish, you know, burgers and like, you know, like shrimp concoctions and stuff like that. It's all, you know, like it's, it's catered to the demographic of the area and what's popular in the food over there. And some of the stuff looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they were showing all, all around the world the different varieties of stuff that they have at McDonald's. It was interesting. interesting. Very interesting. I know that in um, in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, they serve uh, beer. You could get beer with your McDonald's. That's pretty cool. And they also do um, mayonnaise with their french fries, which is weird. Um, uh, and and uh, I think they do mayonnaise with the french fries in Canada, too. Yeah, those Canadians, they're crazy. Um, you know what? Mayonnaise with French fries is actually pretty good. Oh hell yeah! I think mayonnaise with anything is good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Waylon Martin wants to know. Uh, he's got. I guess it's a double part question. I'll let you answer the one because both of them don't really apply to you. Or like you could, but I think one is for me and one is for you. Um, your history with anabolic steroids when it, when you started at what age? And then um, I think he wants to hear my arrest story. He says maybe you could tell the arrest story since you haven't told it on. Uh, Iron Empire Radio. I could do a very fast version of that because that could be a okay. story. You want to do, when did you first start taking, you didn't start that young. I think I started younger than you. Yeah, I started at 22, after my, about a month after my 22nd birthday. And you were already pretty big by then. I was skinny, I was a skinny fucking tall kid by the time I started. I started working out when I was 13, so I had almost 10 years natural under my belt of serious lifting. And I, I was natural, uh, 230 pounds. Wow. Pretty solid. I, I would say I was probably about 12% body fat. You know, I was doing cell tech, that kind of stuff. I was, I was, I was pretty strong powerlifting still. And then I decided I was ready to go full speed in the bodybuilding and, you know, 22 years old was when I did it. What did you take and how much weight, muscle did you gain or weight did you gain off your first cycle? Dude, I got so fat. It was hilarious. Cause like I, I did a, 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 a traditional like flex magazine bulk program. You remember the old, like, flex, <laughs> like, like, early 2000s, like, you know, guys like Mike Matarazzo would be like, I eat eight ounces of steak and eight ounces of white potato for like four meals a day and like yeah. shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, was, I was like, this is what I'm going to eat. And I was taking the cell tech too and everything else. I gained like 30 pounds in like a month. <laughs> uh, and I just looked awful. I remember I saw myself in Easter pictures. My birthday's in February. I started the month after my birthday. And I saw myself in Easter pictures and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really fat. And like, even my friends were busting, were busting my balls. Like I was strong as hell. I was getting so strong. And, uh, but my friends were like, like, dude, like you're strong, but you're, you're, you're kind of like starting to get fat. And I was like, no, I'm not, I don't, not just water, it's water. And then one day when I saw those pictures of like my family on Easter and I saw what I look like, I just totally like revamped everything. And what were you it. taking? I was taking, um, uh, Deca. Yeah. I was taking uh, I was taking 300 milligrams of Deca, and I was taking uh, injectable, which is hilarious, D ball uh, daily. And uh, I don't remember the dosage of it to be honest with you. The old Deca and D ball uh, cycle, the Dan Duchesne. If you can't grow on Deca and D ball, you can't grow at all. Yeah, you remember the, the Mexican like Refrofit uh, yeah, injectable B ball? Yeah, Refrofit uh, B. Yeah. I actually took it. It was like something from an after-school movie. I like took it and I like ran outside and I just like hummed it into the woods because I was so disgusted what happened to myself. <laughs> I was I was I was getting so strong too. I was like this is crazy. I was like, 
you know, I was never a strong bencher, and all of a sudden I was benching 405, and I was doing barbell rows with, like, 365, and I'm like, I was like, can't believe how strong I am, you know? Like, I was all fired up. And one day one of my friends was like, dude, you're, you're pretty strong, but you're pretty fat, too. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I really was, though. That's funny. <laughs> With me, I, I I was skinny, so I started when I was like uh, I, I was only seventeen, and I started when I was I started on uh, Deca, four hundred milligrams of Deca a week, and in eight weeks I went from one seventy to two hundred pounds in eight weeks, and uh, it wasn't like a shredded two hundred pounds either, but uh, it was pretty cool because I would go up every week. I would do ten pounds more on each side of the bench press, so twenty pounds total. Every week, I would do eight reps with ten pounds, twenty pounds more than I did the the previous week. Uh, that was a pretty. That's pretty freaking cool when you can go up that fast, you know. Yeah. I mean, by the end, by the end, I was doing like uh, three sixty five for for reps. In the beginning, I was doing like two seventy five for reps. Yeah. So it was a pretty crazy increase. My rest story. Um, let's see. How is the fastest way I can tell you this? Uh, I was young. I was eighteen years old, and I got arrested. In a very uh, uh, dramatic way, um, okay. I, I basically I had a guy at the gym that I thought I was friends with. Uh, at the time, I mean, I was convinced I was friends with him. He was much older than me, and uh, he was uh, the biggest bodybuilder kind of guy around. And he basically was had got himself in some trouble, or thought he was in trouble. That's what he told me. And he said that cops were looking at him. And he had a lot of heat. That was his term. He said he had heat. So he needed me to do him a favor and take this huge bag of steroids, like an army bag of steroids, uh, and uh, take it back to my house for him and hold on to it till the heat, you know, dissipated. So nobody was looking at mm-hmm. it. And so I brought it home. You know, of course, the, I didn't even think twice about it. You know, when you're 18 years old, you don't think about getting arrested or like, you know, life and death. Nothing like that crosses your mind. So I brought this huge bag of steroids to my apartment, which I had just gotten. I moved out of my parents' house. I put it into my closet. And kind of almost forgot about it, you know. Uh, uh, it was his stuff, so I didn't even like take it out and look at it or anything. You know, I knew it was a shitload of stuff, but I didn't like, you know. I really didn't even. I honestly didn't contemplate it or think about it till a week later. He called me and said, "Hey, bring that bag back to the gym." And I was like, "Okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to come up there right now." And he's like, "Okay, you know, come on up, uh, and uh, I'll see you at the gym. I'll take the bag back." I was like, "No problem." So I got in the car and put the bag in the in the car and uh, started driving. And a few blocks down the road, a, a whole caravan of police cars pulled me over um not exaggerating there was probably five police cars and a huge drug van that pulled me over and uh and you know i I was like "Uh uh-oh and uh the cop came up to me and he said excuse me sir you match the description of somebody that has been stealing car stereos and i was like uh what i was like no i haven't been doing that and uh you know the guy's like oh well if you don't mind sir could we uh could we check the car you know check it out and make sure uh you know, there is uh, nothing in here illegal or anything that you don't have any car stereos. And I was like, um, well, you know, I don't have any car stereos in here, but, uh, you know, I don't want you to check the car. And basically the cop just pressured me being 18 years old. He's like, listen, if you don't have car stereos in there, you got nothing to worry about. And being 18 and an idiot, I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to do it. And he's, but he's like, well, you're going to, we're going to search the car anyway. We're going to get a warrant for it. So, I mean, you may as well just you know, get this out of the way because it's going to happen anyway. And I was like, okay, whatever, search the car. And of course they find the huge bag of steroids. And, uh, <laughs> they, they put it all out on the street, like, and like cuffed me and sat me down and took pictures of me. And, uh, you know, it was like a, a huge deal because the amount of drugs that was there, um, they said it was like a million something dollars in steroids, which in reality, they were like valuing like a Sustanon ready jack for like a hundred bucks instead of like, you know, 10 or 20 or whatever. 
Um, so it was a lot of it was a lot of steroids. It was thousands and thousands of pills and a thousand Sustanon ready jacks and a few hundred bottles of stuff and whatever else. But it wasn't, you know, I mean, it was a lot at the time. You know, it was uh, it was it seemed like a tremendous amount all laid out in front of me, and uh, and that was it, man. I got arrested for that, and the, the guy eventually. I found out that he had ratted on me and he testified against me in court and uh, said that I had been selling him steroids as opposed to him selling steroids to everybody else. And uh, it was a pretty bad experience. And, uh, you know, uh, my parents spent all the money that they saved on my college uh, education. They saved a lot of money for me to go to school and graduate school and whatever else I wanted to do. And all that money was spent on lawyers. And, and eventually that's what led me to the very first time I went to rehab because the only way I could not, I did not get jail time was that I had to do a year of inpatient rehab as opposed to five years hard labor uh, in, in prison. So uh, that kind of got me uh, started with the first uh, rehab, which was very strange because I had to go in there and tell people, my name's Aaron Sangerman and I'm addicted to steroids, which was very strange. But uh, you know. that is that story in a, in a nutshell very quickly. Um, yes, I actually remember that story. Yeah, it's, it was a pretty crazy one, you know, but the funny thing is that that shit still, I mean, thank God I do what I do because that shit would still haunt me to this day. Like if I try to go to Canada, I can't get into Canada because I have a felony offense, even though this was, um, what, 14 years ago, it's still, it's still on the record. And if you, if you search me, if you go and like do a criminal background check on Aaron Singerman, you'll come up with all these different felony offenses from, uh, 1998 because of that. Wow. Yeah, it sucks. I couldn't. I, I you know, at that. I remember moment, that. I remember. I remember that. Uh, that story about the car stereos. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'll never forget that because that was the. You know, the funny thing is that my lawyer told me after the fact. He said, "Listen, you know, I know it doesn't matter now, but if you would have told them, no, you can't search my car, and you would have been like, uh, totally, you know, resolute and like, no, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, no, no. Same thing. Same. Same thing with me. Yeah. My sister told me. Yeah, my case. Yeah, he, I, could have, like, I know it was the same thing. Like on the house, I could have just been like, no. Yeah, you could have said no. You can't go to my house. You don't have a warrant. <laughs> Apparently, because my uh, because of how the law worked at the time in Louisiana or whatever, they had no probable cause. That that probable cause was not enough to search my car with that story. Like the fact that I had just left my house and everything, they wouldn't have been able to back it up in court or or however it worked. But my uh, my lawyer, very good lawyer, Ralph Capitelli, uh, who ended up being the DA for Louisiana. Uh, later on, and pro- I don't know what he's doing with himself now, but he uh, he told me that if if I would have just told him no, and I would have stuck with it, that uh, none of that would have happened. And and it's funny because huh. if you if you think about that, I'm uh, I'm almost glad it happened because it's like the uh, butterfly effect. If that wouldn't have happened, I don't think that I would be here doing this radio show with you right now. I think I, my life would be totally different. I'd probably be a a doctor or a lawyer or you know or, or something something totally different. Maybe something maybe worse. You know, maybe something maybe I've been uh, dead or in jail. Who knows. Yes. You know? So anyway, well, next next everything thing. Everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, I, I believe that. You know, because like uh, one little thing changes. You know what I mean? And and your your whole life can be different. You know, I might not have ever met uh, Darielle. I mean, have, you know, none of these things would have happened. All right. Uh, let's see. Asad Malik wants to know uh, your favorite cheat meal. Um, that's a tough one. What's yours? You know, man. I'm a, if I really want to do a cheat meal right, like I'm a sweets guy, as you know. So like, yeah. if I'm really dieting hard, I mean, I haven't thought, you know, you're, I'm on your diet right now and I am, I'm losing a lot of weight, but I'm not like suffering, suffering. So like, uh, for me right now, a good enough cheat would be to go have sushi and get some ice cream after, but a real cheat, like when I was like doing that full out 
would be like go to the grocery store, get cakes, cookies, you know. Yeah. Uh, a few things of Ben and Jerry's, some donuts, and then just gorge myself on all that. <laughs> I, um, if it, when I do my cheap, you know, sometimes it's strategic and sometimes it's just whatever. But, you know, for me, my body responds really, really well to enriched white flour. So, like, when I do a cheap day, I'll eat pancakes like three times. And I, I do enjoy pancakes, but I wouldn't say that that's like my favorite meal. I just know that my body responds super, super well to it. Like I could eat giant stacks of pancakes and I'll look better. I won't get bloated. I won't feel shitty. Whereas if I go and eat like a bowl of ice cream, my stomach will get all messed up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not to say I don't love ice cream, but you know, I'm doing it for, for effect basically at this point. I agree. I agree with that. You, the ice cream sometimes can be uh, tough on you. Uh, Walter Santoni, uh, old Walt from the gym. You know Walt, yeah, right? Walt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walt yeah. Uh, wants to know the first time that we, that me and you had sex, but of course not with each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember the first time you uh, had sex? I do. I do. My first time that I had sex was pretty fucking awesome. Sorry, Isaac. Yeah. You know, a lot of people's first-time stories are sucky. Mine was really cool. First of all, I waited until I was 19 years old, uh, which is pretty weird for a guy. Uh, and the reason that I waited, and this is even more weird, is because I was in love with this girl named uh, Megan Sullivan, right? And I was in love with her my whole life. Uh, Megan uh, was, uh, this is a pretty funny, the whole background behind this. When I was young, I was, I was a fat kid really, really fat. And uh, my, my stepdad signed me up to play Pop Warner football, right? And, and through playing Pop Warner football, I actually lost uh, 50 pounds. So when I, when I started playing Pop Warner football in fifth grade, I weighed 150 pounds. Now, I was supposed to, for my age group, be like 100 pounds. Uh, and by the end of the season, I was actually uh, like 99, 100 pounds. Um, and, uh, you know, my town was a small town. Everybody grew up together and people used to pick on me cause I was, cause I was fat. And, um, this one girl, Megan Sullivan was always really nice to me, no matter what, you know, she was always very sweet to me. Uh, and, and, uh, once I, uh, you know, started playing football and working out by like freshman year of high school, I was actually pretty muscular already. And a lot of the girls that used to make fun of me, you know, like wanted to date me and I just used to be so mean to them. Uh, but I always loved Megan. Uh, she was the one that was always sweet to me. I always wanted to date her. And she always dated the biggest dorks. Like, she would date, like, skater dorks and just nerds and shit. And me and her were, like, best buds. And finally, finally, junior year going into senior year, we finally start dating, right? And, uh, uh you know, things are getting great. And I, I was in love with this girl. And, uh, you know, we did not have sex. And one night, I'm at a basketball game, and this younger kid comes up to me, and he was like, please don't kick my ass. I heard you were going to kick my ass. And I'm, I'm like, well, first of all, what the hell are you talking about? Second of all, you're a pussy for coming up to me and saying don't kiss my, kick my ass. Third, where did you hear this from? And he's like, I didn't know that you were dating Megan. I thought you guys were just friends. And I took her to the movies the other night, and people said that PG was going to kill you. We found out. And I was like, whoa, 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 you took Megan to the movie the other night? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, hold on a minute. 
So Megan actually had come to the bat, the, the, the basketball game with me. So um, I bring him over to her, and I was like, he took you to the movies the other night? And, you know, her face is all, like, embarrassed. And she's like, yeah. And I go, what, what the fuck? Uh, sorry, I was like, I thought, like, me and you were together. I don't understand. And she's like, well, I mean, you're not my boyfriend. And I go, we hang out all the time. I tell you I love you, and you say you love me. And she's like, well, you're my best friend. I love you like my best friend. And I go, seriously? And she was like, yeah. I didn't want it to be more than that. And I go, I mean, we're like poking up and messing around and everything. And she's like, well, I don't know. I, I didn't, I, you know, I don't want a boyfriend right now. I, I'm sorry that you took it that way. And I just, I, I looked at her face and I go, I hate you forever. <laughs> and I turned around, I turned around and I walked away. Right. Now, a couple months went by and she contacts me and she's like, are we still going to prom together? I was like, you still want to go to prom with me after all this? And she was like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I did want to go to prom with her. Now, this girl this girl was smart. She was in all advanced place, placement classes. She also got most attractive in the yearbook. She was absolutely beautiful. She was like a total package, right? Right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to prom with her. Maybe we can work things out. You know, prom night, that's when everybody has sex. I'm still a virgin at this point. I, I, I've been saving myself for her, right? I'm like, this is my big chance. We go to prom. It is the worst time. She doesn't want to dance with me. She doesn't want to do anything. She didn't even want to sit next to me at the fucking table. Sorry, I did. Prom mm-hmm. is over, and there's all these after parties where everybody goes and gets messed up and, you know, has sex and shit. And, and she's like, can you bring me home so I can study for my finals for next week? Oh, I go, you want to go home right now after prom night? And she's like, I really want to focus on my finals. I go, on prom night. And she was like, yeah. I, I didn't even say a word. I just dropped her off at her house. I was like, I fucking hate you so much. I wish that I didn't didn't bring you to prom. What a waste of the night. Uh, I got rid of her. I actually wound up banging another chick, which is which is kind of funny. Uh, that night, and 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 this is this is a really really funny story. I actually don't count this as losing my virginity, but it was my first time of putting my penis in another girl's vagina, and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I, I go into the bathroom. I was so mad. Right, this is just hilarious that. I, I take this girl into the bathroom of this party. We're going out. We're going out, and she was like, I've, "I've wanted you for so long, whatever, blah blah." And I take my penis out and I start to put it in her vagina. And I'm such a pussy back then that I, I stop myself. I go, "I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm so upset over Megan. I'm so upset." And then the girl wound up just like consoling me because she knew like how, how much I loved Megan, and I wound up just getting like wasted and just like crying about it all night. Oh, you're ridiculous! You were ridiculous. So that, yes. So so check this out. Now we're freshmen in college. My best friend calls me, right? He goes like this. He goes, listen, dude, I want to ask you this. He goes, do you care if I, if I bang Megan? Like, we've been hanging out a lot. Like, I know that you were with her, like, all that time. You loved her for four years. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything that's going to bother you. And I was like, fuck it, dude, you know, me and her are nothing. We're never going to be anything. Somebody should bang her. And he was like, all right. And then he calls me a couple days later, and he's like, it wasn't even that good. And I'm like, man, my fucking, she, go, she goes and bangs my best friend, right? Wow. So at this point, I'm still a virgin, right? And I'm now 19 years old, freshman in college. I'm working in the gym, and this hot chick signs up at the gym, right? Uh, and um, she was, like, working for, like, the software company. She's a little bit older. She's about 25. 
Krista, her name was. Blonde hair, really, really pretty. So this chick's getting very, very forward. She just straight up says, I'd love to cook you dinner sometime. So I'm like, sure. So we set it up. I go to her house. And um, she makes me, like, spaghetti. Like, nothing spectacular. But this is what was the cool part. She's like, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, sure. She throws in Scarface. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll watch Scarface. I'm always down for Scarface. And she goes, do you smoke weed? And I'm like, yeah, I'll smoke some weed. The girl opens up her freezer and takes out this huge bag of weed. And I was like, wow. And she's like, yeah. She's like, you know, my little secret. She's like, I went to all girls school. You know, this is, we all smoke weed, whatever. I hope you don't judge. And I'm like, nah, that's cool. So she like rolls up a joint. We smoke some weed. And I'm all high and shit. And she just starts taking off my pants and like sucking me off on the on the, on the couch. And I've seen I've I'm seen like, you high before, and it's uh, you were uh, very sketched out. So you must have like when when you smoke weed, you you don't react very well to it. So you must have been like a mess, probably. So I'm just like, this is crazy. That's all I'm thinking in my head is this is not not what I expected from this girl, this, this sweet little girl from the gym. So she starts sucking me off, takes her clothes off, and just gets right on top of me and just starts riding it. And I'm like, wow. I was like, this is what I've been missing out on all these years. What a loser I am. Because there was a lot of times I could have banged stupid slutty chicks at parties, and I'd, like, get a blowjob and shit like that, and I just wouldn't bang them, you know? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is absolutely amazing. I can't believe I haven't been doing this. And in about 30 seconds, I blew my load right inside her, like an idiot. And first of all, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And she was like, it's okay, I'm on the pill. And I go... I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was so fast. It was my first time. And she gets, like, the biggest smile on her face. And she's like, that was your first time. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so special. And she was all happy after that. And um, I actually handled the situation very poorly. Because the girl was really, really hot. She had a good job. She was cool as shit. And I should have kept on, like, banging her and hanging out with her and stuff. But I didn't want to lead her on, and I didn't want a boyfriend, so I totally just stopped talking to her. You didn't want a girlfriend. <laughs> like, like a you didn't want a girlfriend. You mean. I didn't want a girlfriend. You wanted me. a like boyfriend. Like a stupid young kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a stupid young kid, I kind of just blew her off after that, and she wound up like hating me, and like like she actually like stole my car keys out of my car, so I was like stranded one day at the gym, and oh, yeah, it yeah. turned into like this, this drama thing. But that was my first time. Wow. Um, you have a, a much better story than me, but my first time was. Um, I actually liked this other girl, uh, Ellen, and uh, I was 17, and um, she was a little, both of her and her roommate, her roommate was considerably older than me, like I think she was 24, and Ellen was like around my age, but they were living together, she had moved out of her house early, and uh, was living with her her friend, uh, Paige was the friend's name, and uh, I went over there, and I had spent the night, and the idea was for me to hook up with Ellen, you know, I really liked her, and that was like, that was the goal, well, for whatever reason, that didn't happen, and late at night, like late in the middle of the night, Ellen had went to bed and I was out on the couch, sleeping on the couch and her roommate came out, Paige came out and, uh, and was like, you know, if Ellen doesn't want you, you know, I'm going to take you. And I was like, uh, you know, like I didn't know what to say. And basically the girl pretty much, uh, forced herself on me, you know, she I, mean, raped you? I mean, no, I mean, I wasn't like fighting back or anything, <laughs> but I was like, you know, I was like, wait, no, no, wait, I like Ellen. And she was like, she's like, shut up, you know, shut up. And, uh, it was it was, it was a very like, it was a very it was like no me yes yeah basically she was like just she's like just shut up and let it happen 
and she wrote me, and I remember being like, I cannot believe that this is how I'm losing my virginity to this much older girl who is basically not taking no for an answer. And the funny thing is the next day she told Ellen about it and Ellen kicked me out of the house. She's like, you, you have to leave my house. She's like, that's fucked up what you did. And I was like, what I did. And I was like, I liked you. And she's like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Uh, so you never got to have her. Actually, I did much, much many years later, but yeah. Basically. Ah, good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy, I'll right? Tell you you, I'll, I'll tell you something that you will love, especially yeah. considering like where I am now in life. Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, now my mom had four kids. We're all very close in the same age. We're all pretty much in the same school. My mom knows all the kids. All the kids speak, right? Now, I was like the blowjob king, but I would not have sex. I wanted to have sex with Megan. That was my thing, right? Right. So my mom had, like, heard a lot of these, like, stories about me from, like, all the other kids. About you being the blowjob king? Well, about me just not wanting to have sex with girls, and, you know, I don't know if she knew about the blowjob king thing. <laughs> but there was a couple of instances where I turned down sex with, like, really hot older girls. Like, girls that most guys would be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? I actually had this one girl, Mia, who came home from college, came to one of our parties, I was a sophomore, and she was, like, driving me home, and she pulled over, and she started, like, doing shit to me, and, and I, I was like, I, I really don't want to have sex, I'm not ready to have sex yet, and she was like, if you don't have sex with me, you're walking home, and I was like, seriously? And she was like, yeah, and I was like, I really don't want to have sex, and she was like, get the fuck out of my car, and I wound up having to walk, like, a few miles home. Um, that's how weird I was about it. Just wanted to have sex with this one girl. So my mom, one do you day, think, do you think though, deep down that maybe you were just like nervous to finally do it? You had like waited so long and you like, you had I think that was part of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I do. Um, so my mom one day, she's like, I want to have a talk to you, whatever. So I sit, she sits down and she's like, I just want you to know, no matter what, I love you, no matter what you do in life, no matter what path you decide to, to go on, you know, you're, you're my, my darling and I support anything that you do. And I'm just like, yeah, I know, of course. And she's like, and you know, and listen, if you're gay, you can tell me. And She said that to you? Yep. She was like, it won't matter to me in any way. And I was like, what? I'm not fucking gay. And she's like, well, I've heard about you not having sex, and I know a lot of girls have tried, and you won't have sex with anybody. Wow. And, you know, people people are talking about it. And, you know, even your sister's friends say it's kind of a joke. Wow. And I'm like, I'm not gay. I just want to have sex with one girl. Why is that so weird? I'm like, what's wrong with dating yourself? My mom was like, well, you know, it's not typical for guys to be like that. And if that's true, she's like, if that's true, I'm proud of you. And she's like, you should save yourself. And she's like, you know, you kids don't be that needing to have sex young. She's like, you know, but I just want you to know that I love you the same no matter what, no matter what. Wow. And I was like, mom, I can't even believe you're asking this. I'm not fucking gay. And I got all pissed off after that. I would have got pissed <laughs> off, too. I don't blame you for being pissed <laughs> off. Uh, we had a lot funny, more. Huh? We had a lot more good questions left. I know we're running low on time because people don't realize this, but we had to split the show up into two days due to some technical difficulties last night. So I know you're almost at work. So let's try to get through some of these fast because we got so many let's good questions. And I, and I know it. people get upset. I'm going to go right to the because we skipped this question last week. And uh, speed round. Yeah, this is a speed round. But we're going to go to this question because we did skip it last week, and uh, he got very uh, disappointed and a little bit upset. Stacy uh, Mich- Mich- Mitchell Gray from Australia. Yeah. He wants to know, because we skipped it last week, about the whole Jason Genova craze and be him being an internet celebrity. What do we think of him, and do we think he's just trolling? Me and you actually have – I've interviewed him for Off Topic Radio for an hour, which was uh, interesting. Yeah. And then uh, you can find that if you go to YouTube. You can actually find uh, me and Carl Lenore interviewing him. And then me and you actually did a very, very popular in the Iron Asylum training 
uh, where he had over 10,000 views on this training. Uh, I think it was like chess training or something. And me and you did the uh, voiceover together with him. So yes. me and you know him a little better than most people probably do. Yes. I think he's the real deal. I don't think he's joking at all. I think that that's just the kid. Is, is That is Jason Genova. Uh, I, I think that Jason Genova is, um, he's not retarded, but he's, he's somehow mentally challenged, uh, perhaps uh, mildly autistic. He, there's something wrong with him a little bit. He's not quite all there. Um, and I actually find him very entertaining. And I, the reason I find him entertaining is because he has the balls to go out and do that shit. So, like, when people hate on him and they're like, he sucks, whatever, who cares? He's just having fun and, and he's really not harming anybody. He's making videos that, that, that are getting a lot of attention. So kudos to him for, for making videos that get attention. Now, sure. do, I think, do I think that he is, like, pretending to be, like, the weird guy that he is? No. I, I think that is truly him, and we both have spoken to him, uh, and I think we both agree that, you know, it's not an act. Um, I don't understand why anybody would want to hate on him. Anybody can make videos. Anybody can post videos. I encourage it, you know. He's just the one that's actually getting them done. He obviously has some people in his corner uh, that are smart with the editing and stuff, and those people may be making a mockery of him. Uh, that may be what they're doing. Uh, I, I have a, a group of friends back home that are, cl- that are club promoters, and they have this guy, Tommy Guns, that they hang out with. And Tommy Guns is is got to be partially retarded. He looks a little weird. He's not all there. But... They bring Tommy Guns to all the fucking uh, the uh, big clubs that they do, the promotions they do. He gets wasted, he parties with them, and he's actually been able to hook up with a couple of chicks. Now, a lot of people are like, dude, it's messed up that you guys exploit that guy, he's retarded. But their thing is, we like him, we think he's funny. And we're actually putting him in a position to go out, get drunk, have fun with people, and he's actually hooking up with girls, which is something that would never ever happen to him on his own, and he's having a good time, so what's the crime in that? I agree. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I think Jason Genova is making the most of what he's got. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? Exactly. Uh, it, people make fun of him and stuff like that, but the guy the guy is aware of uh, that. And, you know, there's some people that like him, some people that don't like him. But if you're watching him, then you are, uh, then he's getting, he's getting accomplished what he wants, you know. That's, that is uh, the key. Yeah. He's getting attention and, and, you know, more power to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Um Jess, we're going to save some of these. If I don't ask the question, please ask again next week because, like, this this has been interesting. Tell us about the first time. Jess McCutcheon asked the first time that you beat somebody up or were beaten up. That's too long of a story, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that is a good one. I have an interesting one because I got beat up pretty good for my first fight. So, um, Anthony DeOrzo asks, Aaron, back in your early years, did you ever do pumps, uh, bumps of cocaine as a pre-workout? And then he wants to know how did that work for, like uh, – for uh, being stronger and do people do that in bodybuilding? Um, I, I have done that. I've actually shot cocaine before working out before, and I found that it didn't help me at all. And it's a little scary because your heart rate goes up a lot. And you, if you're working out hard, your heart rate's already going up a lot. So I think that it's probably very dangerous to do stuff like that. Um, and uh, I would never, you know, if, even if I was doing cocaine, I would never do it again. Uh, as far as upper levels of bodybuilding, do people do that? I would say no, definitely not. I, you'd actually be surprised. Most of the top guys in bodybuilding stay away from uh, recreational drugs, uh, regular use of recreational drugs, because they know that they're putting their bodies through a lot with all of the drugs that you have to take in bodybuilding. So, like, a lot of the top guys, yeah, they may party occasionally, 
and I'm, I'm not saying that they do cocaine, but probably some of them do, but it's not a regular thing. None of, none of the top guys are regularly doing drugs. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. 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 Some of them may do some ecstasy or do some, maybe even do some cocaine a few times a year, but none of them are doing it like before they work out or regularly as a, as a regular thing. Uh-huh. Just uh, they just don't go along together, you know. Um, um, Jess McCutcheon asks, "Do we see uh, our lives as a half glass full, half empty, or broken, dripping water onto the floor?" You want to go first? Uh, most of the time, ninety uh, percent of the time, I view my life as half full. Sometimes I can go one hundred percent the other way based on like circumstances that that happen to me. That sometimes a question of why the hell do these things happen to me. Um, but I would say the greater percentage of the time, I look at it half full. I'm definitely a half full person. I'm definitely, I think that um, part of like the whole, my whole philosophy with, you know, getting back what you put out, um, like energy wise or like, you know, in, in general, it sounds like a little, sometimes people think it's like a little metaphysical and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is if you look at your life half empty, then it's going to be half empty. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be negative. It's like a great example I, I tell people is um, my ex-girlfriend who we talked about a little bit recently, Amy Nichols. Um, she was not a mean person. You know, she did some bad stuff to me, but she's not a bad person, but she would walk around life looking angry. Like she was prepared for somebody to do her wrong at any minute. And look, so she would walk in someplace and people would know her and be like, man, your people would tell me your girlfriend looks tough or she looks mean. You know what I mean? And that attitude, because she went around looking angry, got her a lot of negativity brought to her. So she would always yep. tell me, oh, these people are mean to me or this guy's an asshole or whatever. And the truth of the matter is if she would just walk around smiling, I told her, if you like Darielle walks around smiling and happy and, and she would tell you most people are nice because most people are nice to her because that's the energy that she is putting out. I'm a big yeah, believer of that. If you, if you walk around, PJ, if you walk around, yeah, if you walk around angry and frowning, you're not going to get a lot of people nice to you. No, I, I agree with that 100%. Um. Let's see. Uh, Steve Miller has a Mueller has a good one about best prank you've ever pulled on a friend or enemy, but that's probably for next show, huh? That's a longer one. Let's yeah. see if it's something else. Uh, what's the meanest thing you've ever said to somebody, PJ? That's Assad Malik. Well, so. Honestly, I don't even want to get into that on the radio. I honestly have said some. I, I can be the meanest motherfucker. Pardon my language, Isaac. Um, I I would say the meanest things I have said to people. To be honest with you have been to, like, girlfriends that I felt, like, did me wrong or betrayed me in a way. Mm. And I have, and I'm not proud of this, but I have a, a first of all, I have an impeccable memory. Yes. And I have the ability to, to, to store things that I know will truly hurt somebody and, and, and fire them as missiles, like, like rapid fire. Like, I will know what will get you to your core. And I might not really mean what I'm saying, but you, if you get me to that point, it takes a lot to me to get to that point. Like, I will want to, like, make you feel the anger and pain that I'm feeling. And I will, like, verbally, like, whip you to pieces nonstop. And it, it's bad. It's not something I'm proud of. It's, it's, it's a bad uh, personality trait. Yeah. I think um, probably that one of the, if I think back, some of the meanest things I've probably said is also to uh, uh, ex-girlfriends. Like, I think about, not I'm thinking one particular, Amy again, because she made me so mad and we had so many problems, you know, with her cheating on me and stuff like that. I, I probably said some stuff, you know, trying to hurt her as much as she had uh, bothered me and hurt me. So, like, I, I can think of some things where I, where I, after the fact, I was like, man, that was a pretty fucked up thing to say. Um so I guess I guess you know it's it's the, the people that you are most attached to 
emotionally you can i mean as they say you know the people you love the most you can hurt the most i guess the people exactly. I, I guess it's like um also in in this case you know the people that are able to affect you the most the ones you give the most ability to affect you emotionally you probably have the have a good shot at trying to affect yeah. them emotionally in a negative 100%. 100%. way hey we're gonna we are need to do a commercial break um because i realize we haven't done one yet so i'm gonna do a quick commercial break we're gonna do shout outs after um, I have Robert DiMaggio on, uh, who will be, I know you got to go to work. So I'm going to do an interview with Robert DiMaggio, the owner of Iron Mag Labs, just me and him. So let's do commercial break and we'll come back and me and you finish the questions. Okay. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics, Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX. Cytostain RX and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs make supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Tonight's show is brought to you by Ergopep Peptides. Ergopep is the only research company ran by guys like you. Guys who share your passion and have achieved the goals you strive for every time you step foot into the gym. IFBB Pro Phil Hernan and his staff want to make your peptide research as easy as possible and encourage you to contact them with any questions you may have or help you may need at sales at ergopep.com. That's sales at ergopep.com. Or on their website at www.ergopep.com. Let Ergopep help you get your research started today. PJ and I don't just suggest you contact Ergopep. We do our own research with them as well. Ergopep.com. And now you can get 10% off by going to Ergopep.com and entering the discount code Iron Empire Radio. the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once I am one of those melodramatic fools neurotic to the bone no doubt about it sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps setting up I think I'm cracking up Am I just paranoid? Am I just up? I went to a shrink To analyze my dreams 
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio, PJ. Uh, back from the commercial break, and we're going to move right on with the questions. We really did get a lot of good questions this week, and it's a shame that uh, that we're so stressed for time because there are a lot of good questions. Um, Spencer Barrett, you can ask your question again next week. He wants to know about the craziest proposition uh, you've ever gotten. I know one that you got, the, the $5,000 one that we thought might actually come to fruition. Remember that gay guy? Yeah, I've gotten one. I've gotten one even crazier than that. A guy that propositioned me for a while. It got up to thirty grand. Which one was that? Uh, I don't, I don't he, think I remember that one. He, he, he wanted to take me around Manhattan uh, as his date, take me to a Broadway show, take me to a really fancy dinner. He was supposedly a, 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 an older, uh, very wealthy businessman. Um, he basically wanted a, 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 a night of, of, of uh, good times and sex, obviously. <laughs> and um, he offered me $10,000. Nobody would ever know. I said no. He said $20,000. I said no. He said $30,000, and that's my final offer. And uh, I was like, 50 grand, I'll do it. No, nah, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I said no. I said that. It blows my mind that, that you would actually spend that much money on that. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, I'm not gay. If I were, um, I would have certainly taken the 30 grand, but I'm not. Um, how much time do we have? How many more questions can I ask? I can give you like five minutes tops. Okay. Uh, Jessica Dunn then will ask Jessica's question. Best sex position you like you like the girl in when you when you F her? It depends on the girl. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. Um, I was gonna say the same thing. It's, it's, I've had certain girls I always enjoy a really, really hard doggy style where like you really, really just lace into them and try to like fire them across the bed. Uh, I'm always down to that. I've never I've never had a girl where I'm like this sucks. Because you're in complete control of that. You got your ass, their ass right in your hands. 
you know, you can open it up, you can spread it around, you know, you, you can have a lot of fun with that position. I've never had, had a, a, a doggy style that I didn't like. I've had some girls were straight up missionary just because the connection was so intense, was amazing. Just like the eye contact and everything else and just the kissing was really intense and, and just straight up old-fashioned missionary was amazing. But I will tell you, if the girl truly knows what she is doing, and this actually doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes you get a girl that really, really knows how to ride, and that, my friend, is the shit. When you can just lay there and watch them just keep getting off and off and off, just using your shit to get themselves off, and you can just watch their body move and just appreciate how good they look and know that they're just basically using you to get themselves off, that shit turns me on like crazy. I love that. Now, I've had girls get up there, and they're just awful, and you're like, okay, I'm taking over. Or you try to, like, you know, teach them a little bit. Or you can just grab them and just slam them up and down, um, you know, which is okay, too. But I like it when a girl knows exactly what she wants, gets up there, and just takes you, you know. Like, I, w I want a girl that can fucking, sorry, I think, take me just as well as I can take her. I want it to be a battle. Like, I want it to be, like, three rounds in, in the UFC. You know, we're all sweaty and bleeding and shit at the end. And, like, you know, it's coming to the judge's decision. I don't want to be the one who's fully in charge. You know, that's fun. You know, it's cool to be a, to be a dominator, but it gets kind of boring when you're the one who's always in control all the time. Yeah. I, I you know, you are very descriptive right there. I don't I don't even think that I need to uh, I need to answer the question after that. I like you said, it depends on the girl. Uh, I can tell you this. Me and Darielle have been doing it missionary position a lot lately. Um which is uh, which is new for us. How do you like that? Got to be careful with well, the belly. Well, I, I, I can tell you, I have found that when I've been like in love with a girl, which has only really been three times in my life, um, that missionary has been very, very good because it's more intimate. Uh, your faces are right there. You know, it's it's like a it's a, it's a, it's a very like a intimate and sensual position. It may be considered a little boring by some people. You know, it's not like you know grabbing their hair and throwing them all around, but it, missionary can be very enjoyable. Right. Oh, it is. It is. We, we've been, we've been liking it. Um, all right. Uh, one more question. I can give you one more. I'm walking into work right now. All right. Uh, let's do, let's see. We'll be a good one. We got a bunch of here. Uh, how about this one? Um, give, since you're dieting, give uh, Taylor, uh, Boylan wants to know, a suggestion on how to make his diet food taste better. What food? Diet food. Well, you got to season everything. Uh, I like hot stuff. So I, I have all different kinds of different uh, Cajun seasonings. Tony Chatteries, Cajun, Cajun seasoning is Tony, awesome. Tony Satteries. Satteries. Yes, yes, sorry. I pronounced it wrong. That shit is good on eggs. It's good on chicken. It's good on steak. I mean, it's universal. Right. Uh, there's another one called Mixed Up Salt that is very good that I like to use and everything. Right. Uh, and I also am a big advocate of Frank's Red Hot Buffalo Sauce because uh, I like my food spicy. And if it's bland, you can just cover it with that. Uh, and then good old-fashioned uh, French's Yellow Mustard can make even gross tilapia taste good. Um, but the key is finding seasonings you like uh, and variety. Um, if you're eating your oats, you know, if you're somebody that eats oats, you know, throw some cinnamon in there. Throw some artificial sweetener in there. Uh, there you go. You got some some more flavor to it. Right. Um, so you got to expand. You got to expand your your palate when it comes to seasoning and find out what seasoning you like the best. Okay. Um, just, just so everybody knows. Yeah. You can keep women as well. You can keep that seasoning in, 
most of my clients, I keep it in until 24 hours out, unless they're very, very sensitive, maybe a few days before that. All it is is water, and you can get water, rid of water very, very fast. You don't need to be afraid of a little bit of water retention from seasoning a couple weeks out from the shelf. That water will be gone in a matter of days. Right. Absolutely. Um, I want to just uh, give a shout-out, a special shout-out to Stephen Miller, who uh, sent me some ideas for the T-shirts, uh, potential T-shirts ideas. And I, I, I want to mention this before I let you go. Um, we're about, I would say we're about 90% in, uh, I've decided to do these t-shirts and I put on the Facebook fan page and I wrote on the RX muscle as well that we're considering doing these t-shirts. And the thing about the shirts we want to, cause we've had an idea of doing shirts for a while. We just don't want to do shitty t-shirts. Me and PJ have become something of t-shirt connoisseurs, right? So we want t-shirts that, um, that are going to be something that you would actually want to wear, not hundred percent cotton shrinkable bullshit t-shirts that you wear to the gym once and throw out you know what i mean yes so um we're we want to hear back from you all either on facebook on the fan page or emails telling us because we want to know that if we're buying if we're spending a thousand dollars to get these t-shirts made because the quality of the shirt has to be high so it's not like we can get two dollar t-shirts so we want to know if we're spending this that people are going to buy them you know we don't have to have everybody uh, every t-shirt accounted for but the t-shirts are going to cost about 25 dollars plus shipping um, because we want to get you a t-shirt that you'll actually wear out somewhere. You could, uh, we're not going to have people are saying, you know, maybe we should have so many fucking pros on it or all this other stuff. We're going to keep it like cool looking. Jerry Beck is going to design the logo. So it's going to be good. I've got some logo designs and actually Stephen Miller sent me one that was pretty good. Did you see the design that I sent you? The, the old school microphone? Yeah, yes, I, did. I did. I did see it. Yeah. That looks pretty, pretty cool. Right. Can you imagine that with the skull and crossbones and everything? Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I'm a very indecisive person. I want to see a lot of things first. So there, that, uh, that is that is that brings us to a good point. We I'd like to get people to send us ideas too. If you we got a lot of talented people listening to the show. If you um, if we use your idea, we'll definitely you'll definitely get a free T-shirt, and we'll get you on the radio show to explain um, how you came up with the design and uh, what you like about the radio show and. We'll just shoot the shit with you. Maybe you can answer some listener questions with us. So that should be some motivation for people to try to come up with a design that works for the T-shirt. We don't want it to say any curse words on it, though, because we want you to be able to wear it out to, like, the movies or to a, not yeah. necessarily a club, yeah. but we want it to be, like, a T-shirt that you would want to wear to more than just the gym. Right? Uh, 100% agree. Uh, my client is here waiting, so okay. I do have to get going. All right, PJ. Uh, but uh, I apologize for not being able to be on with Robert, but we're called... I'll be back on normal next week. All right, PJ, thank you very much. You can contact PJ at broadfitness at yahoo.com or follow him at sign Braun fitness or yeah, that's right. At sign Braun fitness. I will be back in just one moment with Robert DiMaggio, the CEO and owner of iron mag labs. Bye PJ. Take care. All right, everybody. Uh, I was expecting to have Robert DiMaggio, the owner and CEO of iron mag labs, but as, as per usual this week, um, it didn't work out as planned, you know, uh, so instead, to close the show with me, I have on my future wife and future baby mama, Darielle Gaines. Hey. Hey. Glad I could be the stand-in. Yeah, you're uh, you're surprised to uh, I ran into the room and told you you're on the radio, and here you are. Yep. Very last minute. Yeah. <laughs> So, PJ, you're asking me why PJ can't do this. PJ can't do it because he actually, because, you know, as you know, last night we had the technical problems and we had to do it, finish the show today. And then uh, mm-hmm. PJ uh, actually uh, did the show with me, the end of the show, as he was driving in to work to train somebody. So when he got there, he had to train somebody and uh, 
that was the point when Robert was supposed to be on and Robert couldn't be on. So next week we're going to have Robert DiMaggio on and he's actually going to the store to buy a microphone so he can, um, Sound even PJ? better. No, no, not PJ. <laughs> of course, PJ is not. Robert the, DiMaggio. The one person that needs it, he's not even. No. Oh, my God. No, no. Robert DiMaggio, who is on the radio, this will be his second time ever, uh, has already decided to go and drop the, the $100 to get a nice microphone. Whereas PJ, who's on the show, who's on the show every week for several hours, has still not determined that it's important enough. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think that we should just chip in and buy him a microphone and we'll leave it on his pillow at the hotel when he comes for the wedding. Yeah. You know, it's funny. A lot of people um, that listen to the show have actually said that they, will, that they would chip in to, to buy PJ yeah. a microphone. Uh, and he's like, it's, a good it's, idea. He's like, oh, Best Buy is too far away. I, I told him, dude, use your credit card, go to BestBuy.com and just buy one and they will actually ship it right to your door. It's amazing. You know. Oh my god! Do you remember he bought wow. the, the the same microphone I had, that snowball, the blue mic, and uh, it came. Yeah, and then it didn't, it didn't work. work. Yeah, so he that like turned him yeah. off to the whole thing. Now whenever I mention, he's like, oh, I don't want to buy one. It didn't work last time. Oh my gosh! That's that's well. He needs to suck it up and just go try it again. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyway, um, I'm gonna do the uh, PJ usually does the shoutouts, but uh, he uh, he obviously didn't have the uh, didn't have the ability this week, so I'm gonna do the shoutouts. Um, we're supposed to actually sing one of the shout outs to a singing shout out for one of the per- people. And since you're a singer, I'll let you do the singing shout out. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean sing it? You're just supposed right, to sing did you just make name. this up and you just plan this? No, 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 I thing? swear. No, you listened to last week's show, didn't you? Yeah, but we I don't promised, remember that. We promised the person who was the first person to say the number of the show on the Facebook oh fan page that, that PJ would sing the name of the person. So I'm gonna okay. let you sing it. You don't you don't have to do like anything in depth. You just kind of do a little song for them or something. Okay. Make up a whole song about their name. If you can, that would be great. But you know, all I'm expecting is like <laughs> no, definitely don't count on that. All okay. right, uh, I'm gonna go through the people and then at the end I'll let you sing the name. The first person to come out with it, uh, Rob Mance, uh, Greg Tuba, Patrick Barnes, who's the one you're gonna be singing. So if you want to practice, you know, silently your great. head. Um, Mitch Barnum, Muscle Mitch of OrbitNutrition.com. Everybody go out there and check out OrbitNutrition.com. Use the discount code IER5 for 5% off their already ridiculously low prices. Waylon Martin, Ahmad Malik, Asad Malik, Walter Santoni, uh, Jeff McCutcheon. Oh, Walter. Yeah, Walter's always a good, he's a faithful listener. He actually had us tell uh, the story about the first time we had sex. Me and PJ told his story and I told my story. Uh, you told him about me. Yeah, yeah, you were the first. It was, it was, mom, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. All I know you've seconds. been leaving. Uh, Jody Boba, Danielle, Danielle, Anthony Diorazio. I'm horrible with pronouncing names, by the way. So that's why PJ usually Obviously. does this. Uh, Steve Mueller, uh, Spencer Barrett, Joe Mista, Sean Christopher Lewis, Taylor Boland, Jody Kidd, Jenica Kidd's cousin. Uh, Stacy Mitchell Gray, Al X, Shane Royce, Chris Schmidt from Australia, um, jo- uh, Mark Joseph. Uh, he says, "Dami." He, he, some of these guys actually pronounce it for us, and Mark pronounced it "Dami." So it's Mark Joseph Dami, Benjamin Herring, uh, Levi Fairbanks. That's kind of a cool name, huh? Levi babe, for a boy's Levi? name. Levi, should we add that in? Levi should Is be a possibility. Should be. I, th- I think so. You like that? 
Levi. I don't know. I mean, I think of jeans, obviously. When I know, I say but it's a cool so. name, though. Levi, Levi Singerman? Oh, we can consider it. Uh, it's, that's, I think it's a Jewish name, too, Levi. It's a, it's a biblical name. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Benjamin Grahada. Grahada. I'm Japanese. Uh, Jessica Dunn. Uh, Jonathan Gomez, or Gomes. Jared Mercer. Sean F. Robb. Rob Holt. Jason Anderson, also known as Big Nut. Uh, he wants Jason uh, Big Nut wants to be have uh, PJ do his uh, shout out in a the girl the retarded girl's voice. Remember her? Well, you you can do that. I'm um, not I'm not doing the retarded girl. <laughs> she's like she's like, what was it? Uh, Long Island iced teas. I always wanted one of those. Um, yeah, West, you probably let PJ do that. No, nah, PJ's actually. way better. I know. I can't. He. Can, I, I've got to hear him do it to be able to do it. Um, yeah, you did it good the other week. Me? You're in a. Yeah, you're imitating. Yeah, because I heard on, him do not it. Not on on the air. Oh, because I heard him do it usually. Wesley Anderson, Carson Lee, Bezanason, uh, Bezanason, whatever. Uh, Keith Allen, Joe Cristiano. Let's see if there's any other ones over here. Uh, Brad Pfizer or uh, yeah Pfizer Pfizer Brad Pfizer, um, Manny Gomez Jr., Angela uh, Celo Hudson. Uh, Lou Hudson, her husband, uh, Kevin Dorothy, Dorothy. Yeah, I like when the uh, the husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends listen to the show. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. You got couples, you know, listening in together. Listening, they're all sitting around listening together to PJ's sex stories. It's a good time. Good family. Good family yeah. time. It, it could be like a whole family thing, like them and their three <laughs> children. <laughs> they could all sit around. Kids listen to PJ's sex story. Like like back in the fifties or whenever when they would just listen to the radio. Yeah, it could be just like that. Just sweet, except yeah. uh, X-rated. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is uh, it for the um, shoutouts. Uh, people were saying, "I'm gonna uh, since we got you on the show." People were, you know, uh, saying that you should let me buy the TV, and uh, you let me get the TV. Oh, this is my opportunity. Completely back myself up. So now. I just want to say thank you for thank you. Uh, for being okay with me getting the TV, and I've enjoyed it. I think you've actually been enjoying it even more than me. Because um, I'm actually sitting in front of it, watching it right now. Yeah, you're like PJ. You're not listening to anything I'm saying. You're just doing whatever you're doing. No, right? it's paused. It's paused. Okay. Don't worry. Good. So uh, good job well, with that. And you're and, welcome. And you just drove my car. Today. Even though it was my idea, I'm going to throw this out there since I since I have a chance. It was my idea to get the TV. You just wanted to get it immediately. Yeah, you actually that. it was it was your idea. You brought it up that that we could. Get yeah, a so it wasn't TV. like this evil girlfriend who didn't want a new TV. I did. Yeah, no. no I, I want to make sure people realize that you are not an evil girlfriend. At least not all the time. <laughs> Most of the time, you're very, very reasonable. Sometimes. And, yeah, you're very reasonable, and uh, um, the, so you you drove my car today, and you texted me and said you changed my mind, yeah. your mind on the car too. Yeah, and I even admitted that yep. I were, that I was. I right. hate, I hate, I hate your car so much. I forget every time I I don't drive it, and then like on the rare times when I do, I just remember how much I don't like your car. So, so, so you feel bad for me and you're saying that now you're going to, we can, I can get the other car. Well, we'll, we'll talk. On the you radio. Want I want a commitment. Probably. I want a commitment now on the radio. No, because you're going <laughs> to, you know, the difference between what I'm thinking, you're thinking is like, you know, thousands of dollars probably. So what do you mean? A Mercedes is not, a, is not okay. An S class Mercedes. No, not I don't right like now. Dave, an E sixty three. I like that, that Dave's car. 
Don't talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding, babe. Just kidding. All right. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we end the show, babe? Do you have any other comments you want to make for the listeners out there? Any other comments? No. Yeah. I like listening to your show. Thank you. Even Thank you, though babe. I have to listen to you talk every other time, but you know, you and PJ are always entertaining. Thanks. So that's about it. I don't have anything else. I'm, pretty, right. I'm going with your baby clothes right now. You're going through baby clothes? What does that mean? Yeah, I, I um, one of my clients donated a big bag of baby clothes to us. Big oh. bag of boy clothes, so I'm sorting through it. Oh, that's nice. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I know. I'll show it to you. All right, well, um, All right. that's it for uh, this week of Iron Empire Radio. Um, I will actually be picking out the music because PJ is gone training people right now. So I'm going to try to do my best. Maybe you can help out, babe. You can kind of, I know you like to help with the music stuff. I'm so. usually good at that. So. You know, what you want to do is you want to see if you can do a better job than PJ. Um, because I know you, you pride yourself on music selection. So we can let the listeners decide if you this week, you you being in charge um, is better than PJ generally does. So it's a lot of pressure on you, but, you know, I think you can handle it. Yeah, I can handle it. I'll do it. So the uh, music selection this week will be uh, either you like it or you don't like it, and you can blame or applaud Darielle Gaines for the music. And, vote uh, me off or vote me back on. Yeah, yeah. Well, PJ yeah. won't like that. If they like it, you too much, he'll get upset because <laughs> he thinks, you know, he's the music guy. Yeah, we'll see. So um, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can email me at jubaca at rxmuscle.com or follow me uh, at, at sign Aaron Singerman on Twitter. Of course, you can find me on Facebook and everywhere else. So hope you and guys follow me it. on Twitter. Ah. I'm getting my, my numbers up there. Yeah, you go right there. At Darielle Rose. Darielle Rose, yep. at sign Darielle Rose. That's right. If they mm-hmm. want to uh, you know, talk to you or tell you you did a good job with the music or a bad job, you can contact Darielle. She's trying to uh, move up there. Your numbers are pretty good, babe. You're up there like almost 1,200. That's pretty good. I know. I'm climbing up. Twitter's not like other stuff. Twitter, you know, If it was like everything else, PJ would be destroying me, You know, 76,000 Facebook things. But PJ's behind me because it's about substance, not about – Yeah, the, it's about what, yeah. what the people want to hear. The, the gay fans, Obviously, babe, the, the gay fans don't people, care. Yeah, twelve hundred people care about what I have to say. Yep, and that's pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. That is that is. <laughs> it's almost not right, but um. I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Darielle Gaines. Thank you, PJ Braun. And that is Iron Empire Radio for this week. Bye, guys. Girls, you know you better watch out. Some guys, some guys are only about. Called you again. Remember when he told you he was about to bend uh-huh, your man? Yeah. You act like you ain't him, they give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gonna pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus, when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably can. Talking out your neck, then you're a Christian. I must slam sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gonna tell when the repercussions spent? Showing off your ass because you're thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem, baby girl Respect is just the minimum When you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your 
in Philly pen. And silly when girls sell their souls because of sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. And his Tim's and his women, him and his men Come in the club like who fans Don't care who they can fan, Papa Yang You got yeah. Let's not pretend The one pack pissed out by the waist man Crissed out by the casement Still the name of the basement The pretty face man Claiming that they did a bit man Need to take care of their three and four kids In the face in court case When the child supports late Money taking heart breaking Now you wonder why women hate me The sneaky silent man The punk domestic violence man The quick job us And them stop acting like boys and be men How you gonna win when you ain't right with them How you gonna win when you ain't right with them 